says I have trouble with intimacy, but people often die when they get close to me. I'm kicking and punching. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest installment of the DC3 Batman Eternal, Batman and Robin Eternal weekly podcast. Uh, This week, we're going to be talking about issue number six, and I'm joined, as always, by Brian and Vince. So who are you? Oh, I'm Zach. Sorry, guys. (laughs) I figure you just know by now, by the sounds of my, my dulcet tones. Um, so I'm just going to jump in as we usually do with the quick recap. As always, we warn you there will be spoilers. If you haven't read the issue yet, just click pause and go read the issue and then come back. We'll be waiting for you. So the issue um, kicks off. Well, first of all, this um, this one is scripted once again by James Tenyon and illustrated by Tony, Tony Daniel. Um, so, you know, you, you can kind of, in these stories, I think, tell when an issue is going to be important, really important story-wise by who's writing it. And it seems that, that Tinian's kind of one of the driving forces and Daniel is the, the kind of star, uh, star artist. So you kind of know going in that this one's going to be a bit, a bit of a big deal for the story. So the issue kicks off with, uh, Dick just kind of, musing on the fact that he can't talk to Bruce right now because he he doesn't remember that he's Batman. And um, we come back to the church of St. Elijah and Dick and Jason are kind of dealing with the aftermath from last issue. Um, Tim is still upset with Dick and actually doesn't show up for the entirety of this issue. Um, Dick and Jason have a rather out-of-character heart to heart and then go into the statue of St. Elijah and find an underground training facility. Um, Let's see. And then this leads into an extended flashback um, back to the five year ish uh, ago point where uh, Bruce and Dick are chasing down Scarecrow and Dick has um, taken them on a, taken them on a false lead um, that nearly, um, gets him gets him killed, but he survives. But um, his his confidence is shaken even more. Uh, back at the Batcave, um, Dick and and Bruce talk a little bit before Bruce goes upstairs to a fundraiser that he's hosting, and that's when things get really really weird. Um, we're introduced to this character Maxwell. Uh, I forget his last name. I can pull it. Hang on. Yeah, I think it's a uh, starts with a G. I think. I really thought it was going to be Maxwell Shrek. Max Shrek from uh, Batman Returns, but it's not. Damn. Um, hang on. Keep going, I'll find it. Okay, uh, yeah. Dossie. D-O-S-S-E-Y. Uh, okay, Maxwell Dossie, um, who has a mail-order bride, basically, that, that came from Mother. Um, that, so it ties, ties back into Mother, and we actually see, or seem to see Mother for the first time. Um, this carries on and we finally get the, uh, get back to Bruce and Dick going to Prague, um, to track down those leads. And then that carries into, uh, the present again with Bruce, uh, Dick and Jason, um, going to get Harper and Cass to go back to Prague to try and get back on to, 
I guess kind of follow the the trail that was that has been left by left by Bruce, and that brings us up to the end of the issue. Yeah. Nice job, Zach. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> um. Okay, so this was definitely the issue that was the most illuminating as to sort of the overall theme of who Mother is and what Mother is all about. Um, it's certainly not where I thought it was going to go. Not at all. <laughs> um, I, I, I kind of gathered there was going to be something about um, Mother manipulating her, quote, children in some way. But I didn't think it was going to be from from such a um, such like a tabula rasa start. You know, like you find somebody, you wipe them clean, and then you rebuild them however you want. And I didn't think it was going to go in a human trafficking direction. Yeah, very strange. Just that interaction that they have just gets real creepy real fast. <laughs> yeah, like he's just. That's just, you go up to someone at a party and you open up with the weirdest thing about you. Yeah. Okay, but you know what? If you were like a multi-millionaire or billionaire and you paid $40 million <laughs> for a blank slate uh, mail-order bride, like you'd be going around telling fellow millionaires how great it was, right? Like, yes. this, this was really worth it, guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, it's just that first line where he's like, you mean my? You see my wife over there. I met her earlier this evening. I literally read that I, line. Me too. Yeah, I read it five or six times. Yeah. Like I, what? I was like, he doesn't look like he comes from a culture where arranged marriages is a thing. But maybe that's what's going on here. I love that we all had that same. We all had to reread it. Yeah. <laughs> um. When right there, right next to it, it says she cost me $40 million. Right, like, yeah. Could, could yeah. just look right over. <laughs> um, so, sorry. I was just checking something in number one. I, I started to keep all the issues next to me for That's reference. a good idea. Um, but I, that was an unfounded thing I thought of. Um, can, I, can I just say that I actually really liked – I don't know if I liked it in execu- execution, the mm-hmm. whole uh, – who mother is and 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 what's going on thing, but I really like the idea and I like that it did make it creepy. You know, like oh like, yeah, I yeah. think that was the intent yeah, on some I mean, level. It had what, to be right. Yeah. So, so what do you guys think about the fact that we, you know, barring any kind of you know twist, taking everything at at face value, we now know you know, who or or what mother is. And there wasn't really, you know, the kind of like revelation, you know, powerful emotional revelation. It kind of was just there. Do you, do you think that, you know, robs the story uh, of some of its impact or do you, you, are you, are you okay with the way mother was presented here? Vince, you want to take this one first? Sure, yeah. My my thought on it is that I'm kind of glad... Okay, everybody loves the twist ending, right? Like, everybody loves the idea that some villainous mastermind was behind it and it's someone we've met before, you know? 
But I feel like we did that with Batman Eternal. And that was kind of, for a year, you know, we were wondering, like, who is behind all of this in the end? And I'm kind of glad that, at least for the time being, that doesn't see, that's not going to be the mystery ultimately in this series. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what I was going to say is I feel like the Bat books aren't as guilty of this as other books are, but I'm really sick of the idea that no one creates new villains anymore. Um, You know, it it winds up, you think that there's a new villain and it turns out, no, it's just, you know, your old favorite pal just doing (laughs) something new. I like the idea of creating something entirely new. And this also feels in a way like something that could only be done in the new 52 because of the condensed timeline. Mm -hmm. And I kind of like the fact that they're finally doing something that plays to the strengths of the condensed timeline as opposed to fights against it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know what? The the bad books have been, the ones that have been consistently good at doing that, you yes, know, yes. With, mm-hmm. with the court of owls and uh, Mr. Bloom now, depending on how caught up you are on Batman. But you know, these are, these are new concepts and new characters that take advantage of this condensed timeline, especially the court of owls. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, what court of owls did so efficiently was even though everything was telling you, this is brand new. This doesn't, the past doesn't really matter it was giving you so much of Gotham's past that it didn't feel slight. Yeah. It still felt robust. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I, I really I really appreciate that as a reader. Yeah. Um, so, the guy that's at this dinner party with Bruce, not not Max Shrek and his wife, the other, the guy... The, the dark-haired, burly guy? Yes. Do we, do we just presume that's the orphan? I... I think that's what you're supposed to take away from it. Whether or not like they they want you to think that and it's a misdirect, you know. Mm-hmm. There's no yeah, there's no telling, but I think that's what you're supposed to think. Yeah. And then sub question, do either of you guys remember with any clarity how Azrael was drawn and do you think that's Azrael? Hmm. Uh, let me, well, there's been a couple, no, I don't remember. Specifically Jean-Paul Valley. Jean-Paul Valley, yeah. And I, I'm I'm going to try and look it up now. Me uh, too. Do, do I have an Asriel book on the shelf? Do, 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 I might. All right. Talk amongst yourselves. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm doing a, a quick Google. Wasn't he blonde? That's the one thing that... I don't know. Literally every yeah, he is. He had long but I guess, blonde hair. I guess that doesn't necessarily mean anything. I mean, yeah. I mean, they they. I think in you know anything's fair game in the new fifty two. You know they're not beholden to. What did you guys decide? He he was blonde. Oh okay. It again doesn't mean like you said. Yeah. New 52 is is what it is. I'm checking to see what uh, Michael Lane, that was the name of the last guy who was Azrael, wasn't it? I believe so. He was the uh, one of the three Batman in Morrison's run. Let me see if that name is on the list. This is great radio. But, <laughs> but, but you know what? If they... I, 
I'm kind of hoping. No, it's um, not. I'm kind of hoping that it's not. I'm kind of hoping he will play a role down the line. Yeah. Oh, but you, you know what, though? You know whose name is in the list? I'm just double-checking this. Wasn't the the wife's name Alicia? Yes, Alicia. Yes. She's that was a, her. She's on the list. That's her... Uh... That wasn't her, her, her birth real name, name, though. Right. Her birth name. Yeah, no, but that uh, was hers. Yeah, and that she is the first name on one of the like tablets that you see. Mm. Now, this begs the question, since her given name is on there, is the implication supposed to be that Richard Grayson, Jason Todd, Tim Drake, Harper Rowe, and Cassandra Cain were born under different names and were programmed? Oh, boy. I don't no. like that one bit. No, no, and I don't think that'll ultimately be... Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That'd be talk, weird. Talk about throwing a wrench in the yeah, I okay. yeah, I, I don't think that's Building building on that, throwing an even bigger wrench, I guess, possible wrench in the bat mythology. So there's a big parallel drawn between well obviously we've been primed, you know, in the first issue we had the 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 parallel the murder that paralleled um the murder of Bruce's parents. Right. Um, and that appear- appears to be the MO of mother um, to stage these, these orphanings, I think as Bruce calls them. Um, what do you tie? Do you think that has to Bruce's parents murder? And do you think that murder is going to be retroactively tied to mother? Oh, I hope not. I'm hoping that it's just a thematic. See, this was going to be my one thing that I was going to talk about at the end, but <laughs> we do that all the time. Yeah, yeah. We do. my my thing was going to be that they they have this really nice uh, sort of mirror image of what Batman is doing by taking in all these Robins, and then what Mother is doing by um, creating these orphan situations and then so to speak creating life out of it you know or or right her offspring or whatever you want to call them um and i think i think they hammer that point home so heavily like it's almost it's (laughs) it's almost too much you know to have batman continually be like could this be the same thing that i'm doing with my (laughs) rabbit you know like it's like it's almost too much but you pose that question could could it have some tie to batman's origin i'm i'm thinking just by the way that they set it up th- with him thinking about what he's doing with these robins that it's going to be a thematic connection and not actually a historical connection okay did, that's my th- I, that's my hope anyway did uh, either of you guys read the dark side war batman issue I did, yes. That sort of had an interesting take on Batman's parents' murder, but that has nothing to do with Batman and Robin Eternal, so I'll just leave that there. <laughs> Maybe. You know, who knows? Yeah. Uh, in that story, Jim Gordon is still Jim Gordon, and Bruce Wayne is still Batman. So That's true. And who knows? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, that, that whole thing is a head-scratcher. It is, but... I read, yeah, I read reading the... Uh, the Green Lantern issue, as good as that was, was another. 
this doesn't this doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure this all just takes place pre, um, like convergence. Yeah, but regardless, um, no. The other note I wanted to make about the issue was just uh, I think that the flashback stuff has would have the potential to be redundant and a little bit dull, but I think they've done a really nice job so far. Mm-hmm. Of especially because I feel like we haven't seen in the New Fifty Two Dick Grayson as Robin. Oh yeah, oh, and I, and it's been really satisfying. I think. I think I said in a previous uh, podcast. I, I wish they did a whole series where it was, you know, original Batman and Robin, and it's like Bruce and Dick again. Yeah, you know? I would love that. I that maybe. I mean, there was a lot to like about this issue, but I really liked those those pages of Dick and Bruce uh, chasing the plane. Um, They were just really dynamic. They looked fantastic. Um, That's some of the best work I feel like I've seen from, from Daniel. And I'll, you know, it it was just like, really, I liked that it was pretty, pretty sparse on dialogue and just really, really dynamic. That last uh, page when the after the explosion and Dick is just falling, yeah, looks it looks great. Yeah, I um, I really like showing Dick to be a circus performer. Like mm-hmm. he knows his body enough to know he can jump and make this, and he's confident. But there's still that lingering doubt there. You know, yeah. it, was, it was really really nicely written. Mm-hmm. It was. Um. Anything to add before we do our one things? No. Uh, Vince, was yours already taken? Yeah, I got another one, though. Go for it, then, friend. So that double-page spread where it's like Batman landing on uh, the roof of that building and then looking in through the glass, and then you've got uh, Maxwell Shrek and his (laughs) store-ordered bride. (laughs) Yeah. Like that that is some of the best Tony da- Daniel uh work that I think I've seen um in a while anyway with especially with um like Batman looking on reflected in the pool of blood down in the corner yeah like the, the whole thing I love the composition of it and it works really well with the the narration I I just want to point those two pages out and give that a little dap it has a uh, capullo feel to it like the the layout to me looks very much like something you'd see in Batman. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Definitely. That's, yep. Yeah. All right. I actually have two little things to talk about this week. The first one I kind of hinted at before. I think it's interesting that the name uh, Max and Alicia wasn't Alicia the name in the '89 Batman of Gus Grissom's girlfriend that gets fucked up, and then where's the mask? <laughs> Was it? I'm pretty I'm sure that's her sure. name. Yeah. Um, so I think it was, it, it's kind of interesting they chose two names that have Batman, uh, the Tim Burton Batman ties. But that, that's not my real thing. My well, there's thing, also there's also Alicia Silverstone. That is true. That is true. You as know, well. if you yeah. want to if you want to go further down that rabbit hole, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, Alicia Hunt, yeah. mistress of Carl Grissom. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Carl Grissom. Gus Grissom was the astronaut. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm slandering American heroes now. Um, <laughs> Uh, my one thing is the only damper on this issue for me visually, and this really has nothing to do with Tony Daniel. 
I really dislike the flashback Robin costume. Oh, really? This is the first time that I've actually liked it. Or not not disliked it. You mean drawn by Daniel? Yeah, yeah. In yeah, this issue, yeah. I thought it looked pretty good. It looked the best it's looked, but to but design me... design-wise... Yeah. I want that... I want, like, as close to the campy Dick Grayson... Robin Leotard, you know, without looking yeah. silly. Yeah. That would have been my preference. To me, and like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 33 years old, so when I was like a, a, a young man reading comics, Tim Drake had just become Robin, and that Robin suit really speaks to me, and this is definitely trying to look like the Tim Drake Robin suit, but mm-hmm. it's not Tim Drake. It's Dick Grayson, and I just feel like there is something to be said for the beautiful symmetry of Dick Grayson wearing this kind of ridiculous costume and then Jason Todd wearing essentially the same one, dying in it, and then no one ever going back to that costume again. And I think there's a real powerful imagery of the fact that that event ruined that Robin costume. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm reading too much into that, but that's always something that I've always really appreciated about the costumes. And so I just feel like this is this is a poor man's version of Tim Drake's costume, even down to like how they stylize his hair as Robin. Like, you know, if you pulled this out of context and you showed somebody pre New 52, like, who is this supposed to be? There's no doubt you'd say Tim Drake. Yes, I I think that too. Like I actually have to stop and think. Like, no, wait a minute, this is Dick. Like, whenever we see one of these flashbacks, mm-hmm. yeah, I, yeah, yeah. But I I do think it. Lo- I I think Daniel did a good job with it. Yes, but yeah. He, the he, the he, choice he... itself is, yeah, yeah. And Zach, what's your one thing? Mine is one, and it, it's part observation, part me clearing something up. Um, there's the bit in the issue about, maybe I just don't remember this or didn't pick up on it the first time, but there's the bit where, um, Dick and Jason are talking about Cass and how Bruce gave her the, the flash drive. Uh I, A, I didn't, I didn't remember that, um, for some reason. And also that just made me like wonder like as they are asking like how much a like how did Bruce know Cass and how much did he know about her and then further you know just like how far you know how how deep did his ties go to Mother which I know that's the central mystery right now but it was I guess his just greatest that, sin yeah yeah I mean that point. I guess not picking up on the point that he he had actually made contact with Cass to deliver that flash drive drove home just how much we don't know about Bruce and Mother. I don't know. Did, did what issue? I, I mean, was that just something that was? Wasn't that the very well? In issue number one, I'm just pulling it out right now to for reference here. Because um, basically, she just tells us we don't ever see it, right? Like she doesn't tell us anything. She doesn't speak a word. She just well, gives. <laughs> um, she just gives Dick the drive, and it's got okay. on it. Yeah, yeah. So I guess we were just supposed to infer from that that I didn't that mean Bruce that. had given it to her. I guess so. 
I mean, to be fair, it is a bat branded drive. <laughs> it has a bat logo on it. I didn't even notice that. I don't think. So I presume that it came from Bruce. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess. That, yeah. The, I mean, I, I assumed that the 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 flash drive came from Bruce. It was his message. But I guess I never gave much thought about how Cassandra how it came into her possession. Right. That's and. Fair. And just the idea that he he would have had to have made contact with her. And, you know, the fact that he knew that she was there. You know, they talk about, like, how old she would have been and whether or not Bruce knew that she was even there that night that that they first went to that church, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was, that was interesting. The one last thing I want to say, and then I'm done for the night, is if you look at the cover um, of the issue, if you kind of... Picture it if you if you take the camera angle and put it like more on top of them, there has to be like a twister spinner there because there's no reason for them to be in that position unless they're playing twister. <laughs> <laughs> like Bruce's one leg is up. And like... <laughs> oh, I need to look at awesome. the covers more off. <laughs> yeah, I just I just noticed it right now as I was looking at it. So yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Thank you. We'll be back next week. Good night. I'm Dick Grayson at the moment.